0: Hi, I'm Aaron, and welcome to the Slim, Fitty, and Biggie Committee podcast, where me and my best friends, Danny and Matt, take a deep dive into hip-hop, the genre that has formed an integral part of our lives. Please like, subscribe, and follow us on Instagram at the underscore slim, fitty, biggie committee, and stay tuned for any upcoming podcast news. Coming up on today's show, I caught up with Dreesy one of the up-and-coming female artists that is making a splash with her great lyricism and flows. It was a pleasure to speak to someone who is so excited to be in the industry and someone who has a clear passion for what she does. I hope you enjoyed this interview as much as I did. All right, let's get into it. All right, welcome to the Slim Fitty and Biggie Committee podcast. We've got uh on the show with us always struggled at first when i read it i was like is it dressy i had to ask your manager how to pronounce it but we got there in the end um so really exciting to to speak to you up and coming female artists you know the new wave in hip-hop in terms of female artists showing the way showing that it's not a male-dominated industry anymore, which is really awesome. We get to hear a new style of music. So it's really exciting for me to to speak to up-and-coming young artists. So, uh, Tracy, I might throw to you because hip-hop's not one of those industries where you just decide, I'm going to get into it and it's easy. It's quite a difficult industry to be in. So what was your journey like to get into hip-hop?
1: Um, To be honest with you, to get in, it was easy. Um, I would say the hardest part, is to have people take you serious and um well I'm gonna say to take me serious because you know I started on social media I started putting my music well my uh freestyles on Facebook Instagram Twitter so a lot of people they don't look at me as a rapper you know what I'm saying they look at me more as a pretty girl who just raps you know what I'm saying just to do it they don't really take me serious so definitely that's one of the hardest things and also um, trying to find that self-motivation. Like, because sometimes, you know, it get, it get a little bit hard and it's just like, dang, am I doing this right? Because I see that I'm working, but ain't nothing happening. What's going on here? So both of those things have been, yeah.
0: <laughs> so, so I guess the, the interesting to me is because how do you find managing that image? Because we see a lot of people using obviously... You know their their looks to promote their music, which to me makes a hundred percent sense. Because if you got benefits, you might as well use them. But how are you finding that transition? Because you don't want to be known as only the the pretty girl, only one thing. You want to be known as like a legitimate artist.
1: Um, you said how am I how am I doing that? Yeah, how transition? are you
0: trying to change that image?
1: Um, I am, the way that I'm trying to change it is more by uh, dropping music instead of the freestyles that I normally do. Like my, people call them curbside freestyles, but they're mailbox music freestyles. Um, I try dropping more real music. So that way, you know, people can see that I'm actually doing it. I'm doing my videos. I'm posting it on YouTube, SoundCloud, you know, whatever you listen to music, you can type in my name and it's going to pop there. So I'm definitely trying to be more on top of uh, dropping music, actual songs, and instead of just the freestyles, you know what I'm saying? Because people just see me. It's good that they see me because sometimes, you know, people know a song, but they don't know the person, what they look like. So I'm trying to do a little bit of both, but transition more into just doing music, you know what I'm saying? Just videos, visuals, and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, so... Like it's quite tough finding that balance because obviously you've got a social media following, you've got fans already. Um, Right. But how do you balance obviously still continuing to have your social media presence, giving your existing fans something that they enjoy, but also taking the time out to actually go, you know what? I need to work on hip hop. I need to work on my music. Mm, Good
1: question. I don't even know. I, I kind of, I don't know. I kind of, what? remind me of the question real quick so I can give you an answer.
0: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> good. I, I like to talk a lot. So you, if you have to ask me, I don't mind. Um, so okay. just how do you balance, obviously, taking enough time to the social media platforms versus enough time to actually make new music, drop new music, still work on that craft?
1: mm. Okay, so how I do that? I don't even know, to be honest with you. Well, you know what? In my free time when I'm home, I write. Like, that's when I write my freestyles, my curbside mailbox music freestyles. But to make sure that I keep that balance, I book studio time and go to the studio and do my real music. So that's kind of how I've been playing it out. You know what I'm saying? So like when I'm home in my bed, in my room, I just jot ideas down, whatever I get and I put that to a beat that's already, you know, a celebrities beat or whatever. Then I turn around and go to the studio during the same week, make sure, you know what I'm saying, that I got my own music. I have so much music, it's just like sitting there though, that I went to the studio and I recorded. So that's kind of how I try and keep a, a balance. That, so that way, you know, whenever I'm ready, I can just drop something. I can drop whatever I want. If I want to drop a freestyle today or if I want to drop some music, I could do either or. So
0: yeah. <laughs> and do you book, Sessions before you've got things written, or do you write do. first?
1: No, uh, I used to write first, but it started to become it started to start to um, feel like a job for me, so I don't really like writing. That's why I've kind of been slacking with the freestyles, you know, the curbside because it just starts to feel like it's oh, I need to hurry up and this got to make sense, this got to make sense, this got to make sense, and if it don't make sense, I don't want to do it no more. But when I go to the studio, no like I just go whatever we find the beat and we just spit it like that but it took some time to get there I ain't gonna lie it took some time to get there because I was a real big writer like I'm not going to the studio unless I have something written but now I'm at the studio with no pad no pen just winging it
0: so what do you think it is about the studio that gives you that like freedom Because the way you talk about the studio, I can sense like you just smile on your face. You get excited (laughs) about being in the studio. So what is it about being in the studio that gives you that freedom and relaxation?
1: Um, Because it's more genuine. Like it's it's more authentic when you just go to, you know, it's just more in the moment. Like you go to the studio and it's just whatever. However I'm feeling, I'm just going to say it at that time versus when it's pre-written, I wrote that when I was feeling like that at that time. Today, I might be sad. And I wrote that and I felt like a boss. You know what I'm saying? So that energy is not going to be the same. So that's like why I get excited about going to the studio because it's just new new vibes, new feelings. And it's just more real. And I, and I actually, a lot of my songs that I freestyle, like just in the studio, I like them over the songs that I've written. Don't tell nobody that. That's a secret. Yeah, that's just <laughs> between me and you.
0: so uh, when it comes to writing because there's a kind of this weird thing in hip-hop where writing is so um so encouraged it's really talked about it's like the the craft that everybody wants to you know have the the lyrical miracle all that kind of stuff so how did you get into actually writing getting to a point where you're like you know what I want to freestyle, so let's write this down. Who were your influences?
1: Um, well, to be honest, um, growing up, I listened to a lot of um, Big Sean. I listened to Nicki Minaj. Well, not really. I guess you could say growing up, but just like as I got older, um, I listened to a lot of them. They influenced me, like, to really love music. But who influenced me to actually start rapping? It was um, it was famous kid Dex and Lil Yachty, and every time I say this, people be like, "What?" Like, but yeah, those two. So those two were the ones who kind of influenced me to get in the studio. But I aspire to write as like Nicki Minaj and Big Sean. Those were the the lyricists that I loved when I was you know getting older or whatever. Hopefully, That's, that answered
0: your question. That definitely did.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Because <laughs> I, I also noticed you you did. A track in your in your album you had a track get money and that samples (laughs) two packs hit them up so Mm -hmm. like if anyone hasn't listened to it recommend listening to it because I was in the car (laughs) listening to it and I was like oh damn that
1: oh yeah a a classic (laughs) hip-hop
0: hip-hop track so obviously there's still the influence of like old classic hip-hop how did you find that sort of beat
1: um, I ain't gonna flex. I got that beat from YouTube, friend. That beat was on YouTube. I found that. But, you know, it's so crazy because I've heard, um, I've heard a lot that, you know, I kind of get like that old school vibe. I give that old school vibe, but I don't hear it. I don't see it. I don't know. I can't answer that one too much. <laughs> there's,
0: definitely, there's definitely like two styles of your music. You have that, you know, just spitting lyrical miracle and then you've got this R&B type hook as mm-hmm. well that you do. And there's definitely tracks where you listen to it and you're like, okay, I can tell that you're into this so much. Like you can just tell this is your your sound. So mm-hmm. I think how do you find the balance of doing just a lyrical song versus actually doing a, a track with like a really nice hook as well and showing that you can actually sing as well?
1: Um, that's tricky because I don't know. Like I'm I'm all When I make music, I make music based on how I'm feeling at the time. Like, I'm very because, you know, music is a feeling like you can say what you want to say. Like, but if you're sad, you're not going to go listen to no rock music that's going to make you want to jump out the window and do some crazy stuff. So that's kind of how I do it. Like, I got two different sides of me. I got a boss side and I got a sentimental side. That boss side is going to be the one that's giving you bars, line after line. But that sentimental side, the more softer side of Dreecee, that's going to be the the hooks with the singing. You know, that's when I like to showcase that. But it's just based on how I'm feeling, what I'm going through at that time.
0: Do you find that you feel one way more than the other? Like, do you feel more like a boss or do you feel like more sentimental <laughs> and reflective?
1: is <laughs> um, it kind of, I don't know, it kind of depends. I ain't gonna lie to you, but lately I've been more feeling like a boss because I'm trying to get some money, I'm trying to get a bag, I'm trying to be on a different kind of level. So that's the mindset that I, I'm standing in. More of the time when I'm on the, the softer side is when, you know, I'm in a relationship or just got out of a relationship or something, but we chilling, we Gucci over here, baby is single and you know what I'm saying, we bossing up
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well you did just release the track Thief as well, so that is definitely that boss vibe that you know, I'm I'm sorry, I'm
1: listening
0: No, please go
1: I was just gonna say that one, I guess you could say is like bossy, but that low key was like, it was that was some thugged out stuff because somebody was trying me. So, you know, I just had to put them in their place. So I guess they ain't really bossy to me. That's just sit down type.
0: Well, I was going <laughs> to ask you because it's definitely very much like, shut up. It's like, you mm-hmm. know, don't oh, yeah. talk about me. So it's it's interesting to me that already, <laughs> like you, you're quite a young career. Like you mm-hmm. you only dropped your first album last year and already you've got to put out a track that's like shut up stop
1: talking about me so
0: how do you find that side of it that criticism early on
1: um well it was a situation at that time for that song it was a situation that happened it kind of stemmed from there you know people they they just say what they want to say they feel like um everyone is gonna copy you or you know like i'm specifically but they just feel like everything that they do that you're doing it just because you see them doing it like you're just being copycat and that's that was where that vibe came from so uh yeah people just gonna talk people just don't like you for no reason so that's you know what I'm saying it just happens when they see that I'm doing well they feel as if I'm doing good they you know they see me doing move making moves they get intimidated they feel offended by my success so it's like they want to try and tell me to relax to shut up and I'm gonna tell you no in return it's not gonna happen
0: so yeah how do you look at <laughs> it's it's weird because It generally it's artists that are similar to you that are the ones who try to pull you down when in reality you would think that those artists want you to succeed because it makes them more likely to succeed, you know. If there are more strong female hip-hop artists, that means there's more room for strong female hip-hop artists. So how do you view, like, dissing and beefs, that's something that's been in hip-hop from day one. How do you view Mm -hmm. that side of it?
1: I try and stay away from it as much as possible. But if somebody, you know what I'm saying, get your timer wrong, don't be don't be scared to bounce back. No, don't be scared to say something. But me, I'm not really no drama filled person. I'm not really no, I'm not no fighter. I'm a lover. So I don't do none of that. I don't, you know, we might have a few bumps in the road, but I don't play no part.
0: You won't fire the first (laughs) shot.
1: (laughs) I won't. Never, never. No, because no one, I'm not in competition with nobody. Nobody can sit and tell me like, I want to be you. I'm I'm trying to be them. And I'm not like, I'm trying to be better than them because I'm not. I'm trying to be better than my last song. I'm trying to be better than my last freestyle. I'm competing with the mirror. They competing with me and I'm competing with myself. So I don't. I'm not going to, I'm not going to throw no shots at nobody children unless shots is fired at me first.
0: So do you find that you're a competitive person or do you just have like this self motivation?
1: I am not a competitive person at all. No, I'm not. I noticed that about myself early on. Um, I don't like competition. Cause how can it's just, it's just different. You know, we all different in our own way. So how can I compare myself to somebody else? Like, we had different upbringings. We don't talk about the same things. We don't believe in the same thing. So I, why am I competing with you? Like, it just, and it just is competition. Sometimes it's not really fair because you just basing something off of that moment. Like you're basing the best thing off of just a single moment. To me, like, I know what I'm thinking. I don't know if I'm saying it right, but I know what I'm trying to say. So
0: it makes sense like i know within myself i'm a very competitive person like i like oh, yeah. i like to win a lot like a lot of like even mm-hmm. friendly stuff like i like to just win when i'm talking with my friends and stuff like that but yeah. i also know <laughs> that being competitive can make you lose sight of the things that are important and and that you cannot be stuck in this me versus you mentality and that the I always want to get better is the best mentality to have. And that if you compete with yourself, that's way better than just competing with everybody else.
1: Absolutely agree. I say the same thing because who else better than me? You know what I'm saying? We gotta hype ourselves up. Who else better than me? I wait.
0: So yeah. if you <laughs> we're waiting, you and I are both waiting to hear any more answers, but I <laughs> And how you you mentioned your your upbringing? So, at what point were you actually exposed to hip hop? Like, how did you, when were you as a, as a kid? Like, okay, this is a style of music.
1: Um, it was when to, to be honest with you, my mom she used to sit by the because you know this was before we had t- music like speakers and stuff like that. We had the boom boxes, so mom was sitting in front. Literally, I still remember in front of like the big old boom box on the floor with a notepad and a pen with uh, just writing down the music, like the lyrics slowed, like she'll have the music slowed down and she'll just be writing the lyrics. So that was kind of my mom showing me, you know what I'm saying? Not intentionally like, hey, this is hip hop music, but just seeing her like constantly repeat these songs over and over, I'm just like, ooh, I like that. Mm, okay, it's just cute. So yeah.
0: Did she have like a a favorite artist or a favorite album that she was like <laughs> on repeat going, I need to learn. I want these I want these bars what? in my mind.
1: Yes, she did. Um, it was, oh my goodness. It was, um, she listened to a lot of Trina. I don't know if you, you probably know who Trina is. but Yeah. yeah. She listened to a lot of Trina, um, Jackie O. And oh my goodness. I literally just, I think it's Trick Daddy. Uh, it was just a lot. Labusi, him too. Oh, my goodness. Like, all of them, my mama, she was she was writing every lyric down. She ain't missing beat. Never. <laughs> <laughs> Never.
0: <laughs> Did she write them down so that she could, like, know the words or because so that she could, you know, go to random people and go, look at me spit these bars? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no i don't think it was like that i think it was just more so when she in the car because you know when you in the car like you just rock out like that's what she was doing so it was just like she just wrote the lyrics for herself just being mom child. just have the image of your mommy
0: um, around the house with you you're you're young and she's just rocking it out you know um, oh, man. just anyone comes over and she's smashing those bars and just
1: just
0: no mumbles I don't no even know.
1: she just had it down <laughs> packed child. She that lady is crazy
0: <laughs> and so how old were you when you were like Because that influence is quite young how old were you when you actually on your own started to explore and started to do your own research
1: mm, I don't really remember how old I was but I know I was I was in high school um like this was before i started rapping like actually rapping i was in had to be ninth or tenth maybe 11th grade ish um it was whenever pink friday came out Nicki minaj yeah pink friday album came out yeah so whenever that came out i was like dang she's so good like i i like this so you know i started because i used to always write poems um so, I kind of started looking into like instrumentals at that time. Cause you know, I didn't know what an instrumental was. I just knew what a song was. So, I started kind of doing my own little re- research on like music, you know what I'm saying? Like different beats and what is a producer? What is an engineer and stuff. But I didn't really start rapping until after high school. So, but it, you know, I started looking into it. But I was just so shy. I was like, "What? I don't. I don't even." And I it wasn't that I was just necessarily shy. I didn't know. I didn't know a lot. So, yeah, it started in like high school.
0: Did you find that you always had that creativity that you were always drawn to to music or the creative side of, of things at school?
1: Absolutely. Well, honestly, when I was in high school, I didn't. I didn't participate in nothing. Like I, when I was in in chorus. When I was in middle school, but um I've always been creative like I've always been musically inclined, I should say, because my um I used to sing when I was in church, I don't know a little black girl who hasn't been a singer in church, you know, but um I used to sing in church with my grandfather, he used to go on like little small tours you know around the the area, and I would go sing with him. they see this little six year old girl singing with this grown man, you know what I'm saying like they loved it, but um. Yeah, it started. It started kind of young, my musically, my musical journey, like always, always with singing.
0: And why didn't you participate in things during school? Did did you feel that you were disconnected from it? Did you just not engage in it? What was it that you know you were like, no, thank you?
1: Um, I was when I was in school, I didn't hang with anyone. I was always either with my aunt or I was alone. And I just liked I just liked it. Like my mom tried to get me to participate in extracurricular activities. And I'm just like, no, mom. No, I don't want to do that. I just didn't want to do it. I, I ain't had no reason. I just didn't. <laughs> I just didn't.
0: And so did you, were you like oh, fine with your own company? Because there's like the spectrum of introverted and extroverted people. And it sounds like you were just like cool with the people, you know, you were all, all good. You didn't need to go out and, you know, mingle with everybody.
1: I didn't know because I'm, 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 the only child. So, you know, I'm alone all the time. So being alone don't bother me, but um, I like being by myself it was better that way like i had you know a few people that i kicked it with when i was in high school you know walked to classes together but really i'm okay with being by myself i just like it
0: (laughs) well you seem very settled and very like you know who you are as a person which is which is difficult especially as an artist when you're trying to find the right sound because you see a lot of artists, they don't, mm-hmm. haven't found the sound and they haven't found themselves yet. They're still trying yeah. to figure both out, but it, it 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 looks that, and sounds like you know who you are and now you're just figuring out where the music is going.
1: Absolutely. It still gets kind of hard because you know sometimes I'd be like, mm, I don't know if I want to do this musically, you know what I'm saying? Because sometimes I just, I would be trying to still find my sound. I ain't gonna lie. I still be trying to find it, but then sometimes it's just like whatever. I don't care. I don't need to find it. It just it's just gonna come. Like
0: yeah, because I was speaking to my girlfriend. We were listening to your album literally yesterday, and I said to her, yeah. um, "You know, you can hear because you're you're still really early. You're still trying to find that right sound." She didn't mm-hmm. really get it, but there's a difference between someone who's been in in the game for 20 years versus someone who's in the game for, you know, three, four, five years. Mm-hmm. There's still definitely. that learning part of it. And I feel like unless you listen to hip-hop all the time, you can't pick on those, you can't see those little nuances. But there's definitely tracks that you have that feel like you're very much like, I feel comfortable here, and then tracks where you're trying mm-hmm. to push yourself. So how do you go like, this is what I want to try and do and I'll push myself to try and get there. Do you have that where you're like, I want to try and see if I can do this?
1: I do. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, Just today I was writing a, um, because I started trying to teach myself to write without a beat because it's been so hard to find a good beat to fit how I'm feeling. So I just write whatever I'm feeling. And um, I just kind of, I was like, I want to try some new flows. So I literally just titled it new flow practice. So I'm still, I'm still working on it. I just want to have fun with it. You know what I'm saying? Like just do whatever. So I'm, I'm still pushing myself through those boundaries. Like, let me see what I can do. Let me see how this comes out. Cause if I just stay in one lane, you know what I'm saying? Just stay sounding the same each time I'm gonna get boring people are not going to listen to me. You know what I'm saying? People are not going to want to hear what I have to say because it's just the same thing each time. So I definitely, I think it's really important to kind of break those boundaries, like do something new. And cause that new thing might be what people gravitate more to because they never heard it before. So.
0: What flow were you working on? If you don't mind. I don't
1: know. Um, I don't know. It was, it was just something something that I'm, I'm I don't normally do. just more of a mm, 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 mm. I don't know how to explain it, but I know <laughs> I know what I was doing. I just like whatever.
0: <laughs> so I mean, this is something that's not discussed that much in like mainstream culture, but the ability to flow and the change of flow versus the beat that you have because mm. the art of hip hop and the art of rapping, isn't just saying lyrics over a beat it's matching the way you say the lyrics in the tempo you say the lyrics over Mm -hmm. the right beat and how it flows so how do you find matching your flow compared to the beat that you get
1: Mm. I don't know to me the beat talks like I know it might sound crazy to people who don't know you know know who aren't in the music lane but um the, it, it just speaks so it's just like whatever whatever it say I'm just gonna write it down that's the best way I think I can answer that question because if I decide to have one flow here for four bars and I just switch it up it's just based on what the beat is saying like how I'm feeling at that moment just I don't know that's it makes it. sense
0: because it <laughs> music is very much a feeling as I think mm-hmm. you said that earlier, music is a feeling. and oh, It makes sense that to you it makes you feel something versus just, you know, just I come in with a, a plan and then I execute. Mm-hmm. I think it's also yeah. difficult early on because how do you find finding beats? Like finding beats that you want and producers that you want coming up?
1: It's so hard, let me tell you. Like, well, finding beats ain't hard at all, but finding a beat that you like, and that you can actually do something with is the most difficult part of this process I have ever experienced. And it might be because I'm just so, I ain't gonna say I'm picky, but I know what I want. And like I said, ba- running back, I'm based on feeling like, so if that beat is not giving me all of the feelings that I'm feeling, all of the emotions that I'm feeling, I can't talk to it. Like, so it's hard. It's so hard to find a beat, but I don't know. I do Kind of drift from like people who sent me beats in my email to YouTube to I even got to the point where I'm like, man, I'm gonna make my own beats at this point because it's so hard to find a beat that's matching your energy. But that's the best part to me uh, because my mom had been telling me for a while, learn how to write without a beat. So I've been practicing on that because I can say what I want to say and then Whenever I find any beat, you know what I'm saying, that I think is dope, as long as the flow matches, you know, what the beat has going on, this song can be dope. It can be a really hard song. So working on that too.
0: <laughs> How'd you go producing your own beats? How was Man, that?
1: Man, it was terrible. I tried it for a few hours and then I gave up. <laughs> so uh, I was like, no, I can't do this. <laughs> uh-uh. But salute to those who can because baby.
0: It's kind of the underrated art these days. Like it the is. the rapper gets all the all the credit, but the beat maker doesn't really get that much
1: at all. And is so the producer whoever makes that beat, they like you wouldn't have no artist if the producer didn't make the beat. So you gotta you gotta say kudos to the producer first, and then say thank you to the artist for making a track even better. So yeah, I can't I can't make no beat though. <laughs> like well
0: you are seeing a lot of artists who are starting to transition to make their own beats obviously artists that have been mm-hmm. in the game for a while like Royster59 who's one of my favorite artists he made his okay. most recent album he produced his own music on that he made the beats for it and obviously rapped on it what okay. do you what do you yeah like I look at it and go I can't even flow so I don't know how he's making beats yeah. and flowing and doing <laughs> yeah. all of it so um how do you do you think that you would ever get to a point where you're like, maybe this is a direction I want to go, produce my own music?
1: Uh, probably. Uh, if I just am so fed up and I can't do it no more with these other people beats, I might. I ain't going to say it's nothing that I can't do. I tried it, but it just wasn't the right time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it wasn't the right time. wasn't the right situation. I don't got the correct equipment, but I would love to because, you know, when I'm hearing something, only I can hear it in my head, you know what I'm saying? Unless, like, I just find a way to mimic it, but it's not going to sound the same. They might not be able to deliver it as I need it to be. So, yeah, I might. I, might. I mean,
0: I'd like to see what that sounds like. I'm sure you'll come up with something that's unique. and like just. <laughs> I think that's the hard part, finding a producer that has the same kind of vibe that you have.
1: It is. It is like I thought that I found a producer, you know, that I could use all the time. But then it's just like as soon as I think, then they send me some stuff that's just like, what are you thinking? Like, what is <laughs> what is this? But,
0: and so, do you hook up with the producer at the studio, or did they send you beats prior studio time?
1: They send me beats um, prior to me going to the studio, and then when I get to the studio, I listen to them. But I kind of wanted to get to the point of where I have a producer like that. I just, hey, studio time, you know, what I'm saying just a, at home producer. But it's kind of hard because I, I don't know. It's just kind of it's just a little bit difficult because, you know, you got to send me a batch. Send me a batch first. Let me see what you're working with. If I can, you know, work something, I find at least one good song. I mean, one good thing out of that batch that you sent. I don't mind bringing you to the studio with me, but a lot of the times the producers are not from my area, so it's just like okay, keep sending them.
0: So I mean, the challenge because a producer is more than just a beat maker. They help you in the studio. They help you structure a song to mm-hmm. match the beat. They're almost like a coach in a in a yeah. weird way because they're there with you. So yeah. how do you how do you find because you're in the studio with like on your own with the support systems you have but without that person who actually made the beat to give you guidance do you sometimes feel like it would be helpful to have them in the studio with you
1: yeah I um I have an engineer shout out to Dennis his name is Dennis at East Room um him and I we work close he's not a producer he just engineers like I told him he needs to get into the producing side but we kind of collaborate on ideas you know what i'm saying so since i don't have a producer that's hey say it like this say it like this i'd have him so i if i find a producer that does that by all means you know what i'm saying like come on let's get them let's get the ball rolling because it's help you know what i'm saying and you can't you can't get to a greater spot just by yourself so the more ideas the the better the song to me as long as it make sense
0: Definitely, you've got to have that flow. I mean, even for the mm-hmm. podcast, the intro music took me ages to find. It just took me so oh, yeah. long to find just a, mm-hmm. the the right beat, the right sound. Because mm-hmm. part of what people don't understand is, you like just because it sounds good doesn't mean that it works with you. Like you got to have that same vibe of what you're trying to achieve, and just something mm-hmm. that really clicks. I agree. so when you were coming up so if we go back to you know you're you're in high school you start like you you were doing poetry and Mm -hmm. then you actually start writing lyrics down at what point were you did you decide you know this is something that I want to do
1: um it was in April of 2017 I was at work I used to work in an apartment complex and I had some free time on my hands so I'm just like man I was inspired by Famous Kid Dex and Lil Yachty. It was around the time, you know, that they first were becoming known. And uh, I just was like looking up steps to become a rapper. That's what I did. Step, like how to become a rapper. And it was like step one, you got to book some studio time. So I I booked the studio time at the, you know, the closest or well, the first. Actually, it was the first studio that had popped up. I booked the studio time. I didn't know nothing about nothing. I didn't know how much they supposed to be charging for sessions. I didn't know how long to be there. I just told them, I'm trying to, I'm trying to wrap. And what y'all, what can y'all do? <laughs> so it was just like, I just kind of winged it. I just, I just kind of went with it. And it's like, okay, we're gonna see what this gets us. <laughs>
0: How'd you go in that first session?
1: To me, it went really good to me at that time but now oh my goodness I would cringe if I heard that song that I did oh my god I would cringe so hard it was um I had did a freestyle on my face and I posted on my Facebook I had did it in my car and uh I posted it and then so I just went to the studio and I recorded it it was good I felt like the guy was kind of telling me to do it in a way he was kind of you know trying to help me with how to say things and of course that being my first time being a studio I'm like okay okay I'm gonna do it like this I'm gonna do it like that but it was trash oh my goodness <laughs> it was trash I should have just kept it how I was doing it because well
0: do you remember what, what what freestyle it was
1: I know it was an old school beat um no it was okay it was independent I N D E P E N D. You know that song by Lil Boosie, Lil Webby?
0: No, I have no. to go check it. Okay. out. Okay,
1: okay, yeah, it was, <laughs> it was that one. It was that one, and it was another one. Um, that one, I think it was, it was maybe like a Biggie or Tupac or one of them. But oh, I would cringe if I heard that because I know it's trash. Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> I know it. So, how
0: many years ago was that? That first session.
1: Uh, it was in April of 20, 2017. So seventeen. 18, three years. Yeah, three years.
0: And already three years, you look back and you're like, oh, no, what did I do? What? How
1: did I- oh, my goodness. I look back on some of my most recent freestyles, probably like from a month or two ago, and I'd be like, turn it off. <laughs> so, yeah, definitely three years. I didn't know what I was doing. I was just saying whatever. I know, child.
0: Do you find it easy to listen to yourself? No,
1: (laughs) I hate listening to myself. I hate it. And I don't know. I be wondering like if celebrities feel this way, but what? I don't know. Don't play me. Do not turn that music on. It's a few songs that I don't mind listening to, but am I gonna go and select these songs to listen to? No, no. i will be like, turn it off. If you don't turn it off, I'm leaving. And I'll be so serious. Don't play it. If you want to listen to me, play it after I leave.
0: <laughs> why, why do you think that is? Why do you think you don't like listening to yourself?
1: Because maybe I find my voice annoying. I don't know. I just I try and figure it out. Or maybe I'm just like, the song ain't all that. Uh, it might be that. Like, if the song is not all that, to me, it's just like, okay. Like, I don't want to hear this. Like, turn it off. But I don't know. I can't. It might be that. It might be that.
0: Yeah, I feel like it, it's because you're you're critiquing yourself all the time. Because you're competing with be. yourself, you always want to do better. So you're always like, oh, I could have hit this harder. I could have, you know, pronounced that better. I could have had this yes. flow better. I see the stumbles.
1: You got it. Okay, you got it. You, I'll take that. Yep.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Next time, if anyone else asks you, now you can just credit me and go, here's my answer. Right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yes, that is my answer, baby.
0: <laughs> so how do you get over that because obviously you got to listen to your old music so that you can understand the, the challenges you had.
1: I'm still working on it. So I can't tell you how to get over it at all. <laughs> I mean, I could sit here and lie to you and say, yeah, just do it. But I don't even know. Cause I still don't like, I do not like listening to myself at all. I mean like turn it off, please. I get shy. I
0: you're so shy. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's interesting because that, like, you know, that shyness you, you spoke about, about you being, like, shy kind of when you were younger, that still is there where you're like, mm. oh, when I'm in the zone, I'm in the zone. But if you play mm-hmm. it when I'm not there, then it's I'm not ready.
1: I'm not. <laughs> I'm not ready. No. <laughs> <laughs>
0: nope. Yeah no. <laughs> yeah, when I first started doing the podcast, it was challenging for me to listen to my own voice talking about Yes.
1: It. I bet. See, so you know how I'm feeling. It's just like, oh my gosh, turn it off. Like, yeah, we used to maybe.
0: <laughs> I used to do like drama in high school, like I used to do like theater. Um mm-hmm. and they filmed one of the shows and I couldn't watch it. I just couldn't Everyone said it was very good, but I couldn't watch myself do it. I, I'm the same.
1: <laughs> oh, see, yeah, I remember my first I, my first performance. Um, it just hit its three year mark, November the third, because you know on Snapchat it, your memories pop up, yeah. And that memory popped up to my first ever performance, and I was I could not watch it. Like I seen the footage, and I'm just like. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, I'm cringing so hard right now. And there was nobody around me. It's just me watching it. Like, oh, uh, so I understand thousand percent. Do
0: you think you'll ever get over that? Because it's part of, like, listening to yourself is the one of the most important ways of becoming a better artist. So is there a way that you found that you're like, okay, I'm going to book this time and I'm going to make myself listen to my own music?
1: I feel like the only way that that will happen is if I get some music that I feel like is really, really fire. Like, But until then, I don't know. It's so hard. I don't know. I can't. <laughs> I can't. I can't. That's it.
0: Well, Dreesy, if you ever feel like that, just message me. I'll tell you that I got to listen to myself. And because I got to do that, you got to listen to yourself as well. It's like, <laughs> you know, we keep each other accountable.
1: All right. I got you. I got you. <laughs> You're <a fool.
0: laughs> And so when we now looking forward into your career, because your first album was like short, it was nine tracks, 21 minutes. It, it was mm-hmm. like, just get in, get out. It was a real kind of, this is what I can do. Let's try a bunch of things. What's your next move moving forward?
1: So I have a project that I'm working on now. Um, it's gonna be something completely different than what people are used to. I know for sure it's gonna be more, it's gonna be that softer side. All that softer side. You still gonna get some rapping on there, but it's not gonna be, it's majority of it is gonna be love music. Cause you know, I I like to be in my field sometimes and I know people love music that's relatable. I love listening to music that's relatable. So just imagine how many other people out there, you know, feel the same way as me. And I just want to, kind of throw a loop because not a lot of people know that I can harmonize a little bit you know I can sing a little bit they just see me rapping lyrics bars so I want to kind of widen that you know I'm saying like kind of let people know hey not only can she rap but she can sing and she sounds really good and she's not she's not no shabby singer so um I'm working on that I'm super excited about it. That one is probably going to be a short project too. It's going to be shorter than the first one. mm.
0: Because there are definitely tracks that, uh, you know, at the moment people are either making, it feels like five and a half minute tracks or they're making Mm. two and a half minute tracks. And so it's like get in, get out. How do you kind of, because I've noticed your tracks are around two and a half to three minutes. So do you have a plan of how long they'll be? Or do you just go in, do your thing, and however long it is is however long it is.
1: However long it is is however long it is. But I know for sure I don't like long songs. I I don't I don't want to make a song that's three minutes and 30 seconds. I aim for a minute and 30, no more than two minutes and 30 seconds. Like, but however long they are, it's just however long they are. But my preference is definitely less than two minutes and 30. Why is that? Um, because you get more replays. Like if you, I don't, do you, you know who Rod Wave is, right? Yeah. Okay. You heard his song green light. Yeah. That, okay. That song is literally a minute and 30 seconds. I guarantee you, you probably didn't even realize that because the song is so fire. You just replay it again. So I like songs like that, that make you just want to, dang, it wasn't long enough. Let me play it again let me play it again because you know what i'm saying like it it sticks in people's head more that way i just like short songs
0: i like i i've personally find that a track over five five minutes is too long like oh yeah it's like i get bored and that's just maybe my (laughs) attention span because i just struggle after five minutes
1: yeah no it ain't just you because i know uh i think Chris Brown has a song that's like four minutes, maybe like close to five or it's somebody. And I'm just like, whoa, dang, this song long. Turn it, please. I've been <laughs> listening to this for too long. No, I don't want that. <laughs> Do you ever
0: find that you're like listening to a track? And then after the first, the first verse, first hook, you're like, okay, I've had enough next. Are you like Absolutely. a mid track skipper?
1: Well, I'll skip a track quick. Who? well, if I lit, especially if there's somebody on there that I like, and I done heard they verse already. I like the hook. Next, I ain't gonna play.
0: <laughs> it, it makes sense with what you're doing with your music because, yeah, literally all of your tracks are anywhere between a minute thirty to two minutes thirty. There's no, there's no fat on there. It's just literally like get in, get out, and that's
1: yeah. it. Do it simple, make it quick, easy, easy breezy, beautiful, baby. That's how we do it.
0: And so you were talking about like more of a melodic sing style that you're moving into. Is that, mm-hmm. was that part of your ability? Was that learned through, you know, going to church and that singing there in the choir?
1: Um, I, I, honestly, I used to sing in the church all the time, um, but I, you know, that was because I was forced to. And I never really put effort into singing, um, but when I got to middle school, I was forced to be in a chorus class my sixth grade year, and I didn't know that I could actually sing until then because our exam was to uh, was to sing. Uh, well, to we had to do whatever: sing, rap, poem, something artsy, something creative. So I'm like. I'm gonna just sing I don't know if I can sing or not but I'm gonna sing and that was when I realized that I could actually sing was when I was in shout out to miss Cobb because that was my that was my teacher I love that lady so without her I wouldn't be who I am right now
0: so did she (laughs) teach you how to like harmonize how to you know get the melody and that part of singing
1: well you know um it was like a chorus class like so she just teaches you you know uh you know what I'm saying all that, all of that. So I don't know. It was just a chorus class. She just teach you.
0: <laughs> I'll leave the singing to you. My like, oh, my ability to hit, <laughs> to hit the hidden melody is not good. I'm a talker. That's my thing. I can talk okay for forever. But my family <laughs> always tells me to shut up. But um,
1: oh.
0: yeah. <laughs> 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 and you talk about you know, church, because I find this part of it quite interesting. Hip hop is filled with religious symbolism. It's always Mm. talking about church, but then at the same time, they talk about, you know, going to kill people, murdering people, you know, uh, like all this, this contradictory stuff. How do you view like the religious aspect of like the influence, but at the same time, it doesn't really match up to the values in the hip hop music
1: um that's a good question but to be honest with you hey people gonna be people you know what i'm saying that's just like you know if you believe in in god but you sin so it's kind of it's kind of the same thing to me you know i said we gonna rap about rah 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 but our beliefs ain't gonna have nothing to do with what we talking about Child, I leave religion and topics to themselves because they is too controversial for me.
0: Well, complicated. <laughs> I like it, it's 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 inter- it's just interesting because like Fifty Cent was my first hip hop love. Like when I first heard mm-hmm. Fifty Cent, and coming up from a background that is not exposed to hip hop at all, it just oh, yeah. it was just a brand new sound of music. It blew my mind. I was I had that on mm-hmm. repeat just because it sounded <laughs> so different. But I noticed straight away that a lot of references about God, but a lot of references about killing people. So I think it's just one of those... Part of it is it sounds good as well, I think.
1: Mm-hmm. It might be. <laughs> <laughs> it might be. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I believe in religion, with
0: that? <laughs> so, because because you, you do talk... And like in your songs, you definitely have that contrast of more of your like sensitive side. Is there mm-hmm. things that inspire you to do that? Or is it just in the moment? Do you base it off like your life and just go, you know what? I'm feeling down. This is a relationship that I've had. Or do you just kind of get into a zone?
1: Yeah, it's it's hard for me to write about what I'm not feeling or how I'm not feeling. Um, I know, you know, to broaden my myself I need to learn how to tap into that but it's so difficult for me to do it so when I'm in that feeling that's how I'm feeling like at that moment so I have a track called Thugs Don't Cry that is everyone's favorite song by me so far uh and it's it got I'm talking about God and their religion um that song I wrote it at a time when I was down, you know, I was really going through a lot. And I just was like, Oh, my goodness, I'm so tired of crying. I don't want to cry no more. I'm just so overwhelmed, though. I'm just so stressed out. So when I wrote that, that, you know, it was just how I was feeling at the time. And I I locked myself in a room. And I just let everything come out. I wasn't crying. Well, at least I was trying not to cry. But trying not to cry and just sticking to it because how I work when I write if I leave and then try and come back to it I'm not going to come back to it it's like I don't want to touch it because I'm not in that state of mind no more and I know that if I come back to it I'm not going to have that same delivery I'm not going to be feeling the same so the topic might change and it might not be on purpose you know what I'm saying I might just be because I'm not feeling like that no more I'm not feeling like that so like i said i'm more of an emotional artist like i write whatever i'm feeling however i'm feeling when i'm feeling it at that point but if i'm not feeling it no more you can cut it out because i'm not gonna do
0: it and so do you mind if i ask what was it that kind of made you get into that really sorrowful mindset
1: um uh i think i wrote that last year Um and my mom had just had like a mini heart attack. And everyone knows, you know, if you follow my Instagram, you know that my mom is my best friend. So her and I are just really, really close. So just to have that, because it was it was weird because I didn't know, like we didn't know. It was, you know, the first time that I had ever happened. We were coming from, I think like my performance or something, or something I had to do downtown. And um, she just kept complaining for about two days about how her chest was hurting. It felt really tight, like over in this area. And, you know, she just, we just kind of overlooking it. But then it got so bad to the point, like she, she couldn't breathe. So she ended up going to the hospital in the middle of the night. And when I'm on my way to work, she calls and she tells me like, yeah, I was, the doctor said I was having a heart attack and I didn't even know it. And I'm just like, so you're telling me for these three days, I could have almost lost my mom. You know what I'm saying? Like, and yeah. just to know like that, it was just like, all right, I gotta, I gotta make sure that I love on you every second of the day, because that's scary. You know what I'm saying? Like losing your, your mom. I've never had to experience it, of course, because she's still here by grace of goodness. But I'm just, I don't want to experience that. So that's where that came from. And it was uh, some other stuff that was going on, but really that was that was that. Yeah. That was the moment when I wrote the Don't Cry.
0: <laughs> did you find that song was helping you deal with the emotions kind of handle it all once you let it out?
1: It did. Uh it helped me a lot. Uh, cause I didn't really want to talk about it. Cause you know, when you talk about things, you just cry. Like you just like somebody if you're just sad and somebody asks you what's wrong, you just ugly cry out of nowhere it's just something about that question it just makes you cry so just to have me going through it I was going through it by myself like you know I told my best friend what happened but after I wrote it down because I'm just like I don't want to cry it out I want to write it out because you make the best music when you actually speak on you know your pain and things that you've been through because people like that for whatever reason they just like hearing you cry but yeah, it was, it was much better for me to write it out than actually talk about it, than to try and deal with it through talking to anyone. Because, you know, some people don't be listening to you when you talk. So they'll really be paying attention. They don't know the things to say to you. I didn't want nobody to say nothing to me. I just wanted to be able to express myself and how I was feeling at that point and what I was going through. To Just be like, here it is. And that's how we got thugs don't cry. You know, it's so crazy because no one has ever asked me that. No one has ever asked me. Yes, no one has ever asked me that. And it's so crazy because that is everyone's favorite song. Like, no one has ever asked me, well, what's the reason? You know what I'm saying? What inspired what nothing? So well, you heard you. it here okay. first. You heard it here first.
0: Right. <laughs> we get the exclusives.
1: Period.
0: <laughs> How soon did you write that song after? Because like a traumatic event like that, it takes some time before you even can like acknowledge the feelings that you're having.
1: Yeah, that is true. So I, um, it was crazy because a few days before, um, you know, my mom went to the hospital and told me everything I had found that beat and it was a YouTube beat. Ugh, it was a YouTube beat, but, um, I was like, dang, this beat is so dope. And you know, like I said, beats are hard to find. So when I find a good beat, I put it in like my archives I save it and then come back to it later and at that time I wasn't sad I wasn't you know I was okay I was chilling I was working doing what I do but then that happened and I just I just wanted to write and I was going through my liked beats you know my saved beats whatever and I seen that one I was like that's it like it, it was just like a just like that
0: just hit you. you lock the door, you're like, I'm writing.
1: I'm writing. And um, I don't even remember how long. Maybe I think it was like the next day. Cause I'm I'm telling you, that like my mom told me that for days. For days I was crying. Like I was just like, oh, uh, almost. But I don't know how often how soon it was after that. Maybe like no more than a day or two. Cause I was hurt. You know, I was really sad and I felt bad because it was like we kept just brushing it under the rug just like oh mom it's okay you know you'll be okay just go lay down go stretch it out or something just the fact that it just went right over our heads it was just like man so i don't know how soon after that i wrote it but i know it wasn't it wasn't no more than like two days it had to
0: be that's that's really close that's like yeah it, that i think that's it's why deep. people like it <laughs> i think but there's something about you know when an artist is real it makes it very easy for people to understand because I'm sure many of your fans would have gone through something similar, maybe slightly different, but something similar and they can tune into that emotion.
1: Absolutely. And it's crazy because a lot of people have told me that that song has helped them. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I don't know how, but, um, well, maybe because the hook is just like, it's kind of like more of my uplifting. It's a really it's just empowering to be just like, okay, I gotta, I gotta do better. Just stay strong. It's a strong song, a motivational song. So that's why a lot of people kind of gravitated to it as well. So a lot of people have told me like, I listen to this song every day. I don't know if they be lying or not, but they tell me that they listen to it every day and just, it helps them. It helps them cope with everything that they going through. So I love that.
0: Yeah. And I, I imagine that also just, adds more motivation. It gives you more strength to keep going.
1: It do. I love, like, every now and again, I feel like my supporters, they come at the right time because just yesterday I was having a moment. You know, you have some of those days where it's just like, oh, I'm doing all of this, but I ain't seeing no results. Like, when is something going to happen? You know, my supporters, they randomly just send me, like, love notes. Not really love notes, but, you know, like, appreciation letters. Like, I'm just like do you know that I? you don't even know that I needed that like I needed to hear that not just from my family or friends I needed to hear that from somebody who don't know me from a can of paint like so I love my supporters shout out to y'all I got to get them a name I don't got no name for them <laughs> yet but
0: <laughs> keep sending those keep sending them through they Absolutely. help support always helps
1: I, it do it do it really do support the haters they way. can
0: they can stop the haters you can no, yeah. you can relax but the love keep keep that coming through keep
1: coming
0: <laughs> and you also did a track letter to my future and i find that really interesting because mm-hmm. it's you obviously talking about what you want in and it's talking about relationships and it's talking about you know what you see for you moving forward it's taking a step away mm-hmm. from that badass bitch and going to more of, like, (laughs) that, you know, inner inner self. How did you get to a point where you wanted to make a track like that?
1: You know what's crazy? Because um, I was single at the time. And uh, a lot of people – well, my best friend, she was kind of, like – you're single. Like, what do you, what do you want? You know what I'm saying? What do you want? I'm just explaining what she, she wasn't asking me what I want. I was telling her, I was just describing what will make me come out of my singleness. And I'm just like, girl, I need a man that's going to do this. If he don't do this, then I can't do it. I need him to do bop, 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 bop. And it just went from there. I was single as ever just expressing like what I want literally It was just everything. I'm describing a perfect man for me. Like, okay, you got to be able to do this. If you can't do that, then you got to be able to do this. You can't do that. You got to. I was just going through it. Like, I was single as hell out here in these streets. You hear me? I was single telling me, (laughs) if you can't do it, don't come my way. If you don't meet these qualifications, I don't want you. (laughs) (laughs) For real. I'm so serious. Did you
0: have have people going, I can meet X, Y, Z?
1: You already know. Like there was, I got this, I got this, I can do this for you. What's up? Child, please. Y'all tell me anything. I'm not interested. (laughs) It's weird because I
0: feel like the people who can do those things are the people who just live their life and just, you know, go on. They don't need to tell anybody. They're just kind of doing what they do.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. I don't got time for them. I'm single out here. I'm minding my business and staying motivated. So they stay where they at.
0: Well the good thing is you're not getting distracted so like hey i'm a fan keep keep doing what you're doing it seems to be working
1: thank you i'm trying i'm trying yeah i definitely have my moments but we bounce back we gucci (laughs) now
0: so how do you stay motivated because you you mentioned at the very beginning that motivation is hard because things aren't happening as quickly as as everyone hopes you know. You put Mm -hmm. out a track and you're like, oh, hopefully this gets and you start dreaming and you're like, imagine if this happened and imagine if I went huge or, you Mm -hmm. know, same thing in in every art form. But how do you keep yourself grinding? How do you keep yourself going? All right, I need to keep going.
1: To be honest with you, um, something, it might sound creepy, but I don't care. Something that helps me stay motivated, like when I lose track, of the end goal, I go back and I watch um, old videos of celebrities, like when I, when they were first coming up, you know what I'm saying? Like before they were who they are now, I go back and I look at them and be like, dang, okay. So they were working this hard, no, working that hard for seven plus years. It, It just keeps me motivated. You know what I'm saying? Like keeps me, okay, well, it just takes some time. You just got to put more effort into it. And to stay really motivated, like by myself, I kind of just, I just, I, I just look at where I want to be. Like I see where I'm at now and it's not where I want to be next year, you know? So I kind of just, I, I keep it like that. I just look at where I want to be and say, how are you going to get there? That's, that's what I do. I have a whole vision board up here and I, my calendar I got goals that I put down for the month. And if I don't meet those goals, we got a problem. But I got to make sure that motivation, like I stay self-motivated because ain't nobody else going to really, they'll try and, you know, push you, but that motivation got to come from up here. It got to come from right here. And if it's not in those spots, it's just not going to happen. Like you can try and push me as much as you want to like, do it, do it. But if I don't have that inspiration, that fire burning in myself, this is worthless. So I just kind of, I kind of put my, my goals down and be like, okay, what are you doing towards that? That's what I do.
0: Yeah. I I think a lot of people have said writing down goals, it makes it real versus when it's just mm. sitting in your head. Like you can oh, yeah. kind of say, uh, oh, it wasn't really a goal because there was no way but when you write it down, it's up on your board. You don't have a choice, mm-hmm. but you realize
1: but to do it yep and you see it you know like you actually see it like my little goals right here that I'm looking at I'm almost done with them so I'm just like okay pat on the bag because if I didn't if I didn't write it down if I didn't see what I need to do it just would be blown to the back you know so yeah I'm like that too
0: well I mean they say as well it takes 10 years to become an overnight success so <laughs> yeah <laughs> no one sees the grind no one sees you know no one sees you working a normal job no one sees you you know putting the time at the studio what they see is the result at the end Mm -hmm. so people will turn around and say how the hell did you get there and it's like well you didn't see the work what you saw at
1: all yes and you know I have to tell myself that too um when I look at like other people that have popped i'm just like dang huh in the world they just came out of nowhere when in actuality they didn't like they have been working hard as hell for the past years and they finally like they hard work that they've been doing for all that time is finally being noticed you know what i'm saying so like i've be having to tell myself that too overnight success. It sound good, but you don't want it, cause just as quick as that that piece of went in the oven, that thing from the come it's gonna come out as quick as it went in. Like, you know, it's just gonna be too quick. You don't want that. You want something that's gonna you got longevity. Like, put that grind in, put that work in. That's what I want to do.
0: You want to know wanna that you do. earned it.
1: Exactly. I don't want to just be here. You go, cause I'm not gonna appreciate it as much. Like, I might appreciate it for a second, but if I ain't have to work hard for it, it's just gonna be like. All right, whatever. I'm be ungrateful for that moment, but grind, 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 grind is you.
0: And so, do you work? Do you have like a an you know quote unquote normal job? (laughs) Because until you're making money from music, you can't go full time because you gotta still have enough food to eat. You gotta Mm -hmm. be able to pay rent. You gotta be able to you know get around. So, do you have to work a normal job as well?
1: Um, I do. Uh, but I'm trying to figure out a way that I can, you know what I'm saying? That I can (laughs) real quick. Um, But yeah, I still work. I work for the hospital that's in my area. So it's a good job. It's just like, dang, man, I'm tired of it, you know, but not a lot of people know that they feel like I'm just doing music, but I'm not, I'm working. I'm still a normal girl. I'm still, you know what I'm saying? I'm still hustling.
0: (laughs) Well, I got a normal job too. So you know. Oh, cool. Hey, yeah. Gang, gang. yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey, you
0: still got to be making money. Just like at the, at the end of the day, you still got to make sure that you do what you do. So
1: absolutely, you'll get to
0: a point where you make money from your passion, but until that happens, you still got to grind. There's, there's no, no, no way other than grinding.
1: That part. Yeah. Say that for the people in the back. Cause baby. <laughs>
0: <laughs> How do you balance, you know, working and also, dual music
1: you know and so that I ain't gonna lie to you it was kind of hard because um it's like if I do one over the other of course the other one is gonna slack and it was it was at one point where I was doing more of my music than I was doing working and I was like this close to being fired but I'm just like dang if I get fired what I'm gonna do like what am I gonna do but then it was like if once I started picking back up on my work cause you know they like oh you're gonna get fired me not trying to get fired I'm losing focus on my music so I'm like how can I so I kind of just like I put myself on like a schedule so I'll work from 8 to 4.30 my working schedule worked in but in between I'm writing like you know what I'm saying like on my little breaks I try and write instead of taking naps and then after um, after I get off I make sure by the end of the night I at least wrote something or tried to listen to some beats and you know came up with a hook or something. So I just kind of, kind of figured out my little time schedules like that. So yeah, it ain't
0: easy. I like- I imagine that you you get home after a long day at work and you're like, oh god, like I, I want to put my feet up. I don't want to use my brain anymore. I'm tired. Like absolutely. So what do you do to get into that writer's mindset? Do you have a period where you're like, you know, whether it's exercise, whether it's something that you do to kind of get you out of the work zone and into the artist zone? Mm
1: -hmm. I don't, um, I don't have anything that I do specifically. I just kind of just force myself. Like I just kind of force myself because I know that I want better. You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't gonna lie every day. No, I don't come home and write as much as I should. But um, I just kind of force myself just to do it. Even if I'm not in the mood, just, okay, Drees, at least just listen to some beats, you know, do something productive, do something involving in that. Don't just come home and just be like, oh. But I don't really have a, a set thing that I do. Like, it's just kind of force, force yourself.
0: As soon as you walk through the door, you're like, oh, work's done and now i'm back to being me work
1: and, the, and work no it's like work and then work work after
0: work it's interesting because again what people see is the sexy part of it the like you know mm-hmm. the the making the tracks making the music videos everyone's like that looks so much fun but then the only way you can do that is by put doing the things that aren't fun It's not fun to just sit at home and to just write and figure it out. It's not fun to just sit there and just agonize over, ah, I can't, this isn't working.
1: I know. I said the same thing. It's so so crazy because I told my best friend, I was like, girl, I'm so tired of writing. I'm tired of writing right now, but I love doing music videos. And she's just like, well, if you don't write, then you're not going to have the music videos. It's like, you know what? You write. But still, I don't feel like it. I'll be feeling
0: like it. You're right, but I don't want to hear it.
1: (laughs) Right, yeah, I don't want to hear that, man. Whatever, but it worked out.
0: And so for you, moving forward, do you have like any producers that you were like, you know, I know I've made it when I have and working with this style of producer. Like, do you have beats where you're like, geez, just imagine if I got a beat like that?
1: Do I have a producer? that I want you say yeah
0: me? like if you could choose any producer to work with do you have someone that you would be like yeah straight away I want that one
1: I don't know um to be honest with you I don't know I don't mm, what I don't know I don't I don't know, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> as long as they fit your vibe
1: yeah as long as I, as long as you know what I'm saying they gotta beat that works for me but let's just see what we can do. Let's just see what we can keep doing. I ain't tripping.
0: <laughs> what about artists? Do you have like artists that you like you know look up to and you would be like, Oh, it would be so good if we could feature on the same track?
1: I would love to do a song with Kodak Black. I want to do a song with Kodak Black so bad because I love Kodak. And then he's from Florida, you feel me? But um then I would love to work with Megan because I love Megan and Nikki, of course. Like those three. I would definitely love to work with them because they all fire. But for sure, Kodak is getting it.
0: Pick up the <laughs> phone.
1: <laughs> yeah, please.
0: Free Kodak. Please.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow, bro. <laughs> I
0: always, It's always interesting because, like, the the state of music right now with more female artists coming through, which is... You know, honestly, it's about time that we've had female mm. artists come through because hip hop has been a male-dominated genre Absolutely. for so long. How do you see the current landscape of hip hop in terms of its diversity, in terms of new music coming out?
1: Um, I think that it's 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 very. I think it's good. I think it's great because not only do we have you know the women coming up, the women are. Our boss, like you know what I'm saying? They bad. Like, they're they're fire with their with their their um lyrics. And on top of that, you know, they fine to look at, they appealing to look at. I feel like they are that the men in the game are kind of not really just brushing them under the rug. They're not brushing the women under the rug. They actually taking a step back and be like, okay, well, let me see. You know, they actually looking at us now. So I feel like this is a good time for women, like. Cause all eyes are on us. They just they looking at the men now, like okay, all right. But I'm gonna look at her. I'm gonna get her. I'm gonna grab her. Like they prefer us over over the over the men, low keys. So I ain't tripping.
0: Well, I mean, you know, the you're you're spitting fire lyrics and appealing to look at, and it's a different brand. You know, mm-hmm. the men tend to have like you know that gangster kind of hard brand, whereas there's something in the contrast of you know still having a feminine touch but also having the bars but also having kind of that sex appeal as well so Mm -hmm. it's definitely something that's changing in the game that you know there are more and more female artists coming through and realizing that it's an option and it doesn't you don't have to be a man to be successful
1: that is true because women hey you know what i'm saying we more we can make you more profit anyway because look You get me on your label, you know, I'm going to do numbers. You know, I'm going to get money in because everybody, you know, we we can touch all kinds of aspects. Some of us can get a little bit ratchet. We can get a little bit thugged out. You know what I'm saying? We just fit all the categories, all the requirements. we just more blown, like more prone to blow.
0: You, You speak about, you know, getting a record label. Do you have, would you prefer to get a record label, like a record deal, or are you pretty happy being independent?
1: Um, I ain't gonna lie. I like being independent um cuz I can kind of just do what I want to do whenever I feel like it, but I'm not opposed to being uh, signed to a label. I'm not opposed to, you know, having a bigger bag behind me cuz being independent it, financially it gets, you know what I'm saying, it's just like, dang, all this on me. You know what I'm saying? It becomes it becomes a burden sometimes, but so having that extra funds, that extra um not even just money just the promotion because you know of course with the money that comes a bigger promotion you have all of that all of that like if the deal makes it I'll take it I'll definitely take it I'm not desperate you know what I'm saying because I'm I'm straight but if it makes sense I'll do it
0: because you also get access <laughs> to other artists on the label as well, so you Absolutely, get access yeah. to beats, you get access to artists, you get access to promotion, mm-hmm. to tours, all that kind of stuff. So yeah. the, only, the 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 only problem is that there are just a history of record labels just taking all the cash from the from the artists because obviously yeah. as an artist you're not versed in contracts, you're not versed mm. in you know the fine print and like we see things like, you know, Britney Spears is having trouble with her managers, um, mm. you know, and the cash struggles there. So I think there is definitely exposure, but I think everybody's a little bit concerned with the way contracts are written out.
1: Yeah. Contracts, they get tricky. I done seen a few. Um, I've had, because baby, what? These people be want your firstborns and all of your limbs. Like they be want everything. It get crazy. And if you don't read them, they will definitely try and take you up and through them. Like, but that's why I'm just like, a, I know I ain't no lawyer, you know what I'm saying? But I'm gonna read all this. If I don't understand it, I'm asking. I come up with my terms. Y'all give me y'all terms and we can come up with an agreement in some way, shape, or form. You gotta be smart about it. can't. Because, you know, it's so many stories of, oh, the label done did this to me and did all this. We should know by now. You know what I'm saying? Because we done heard it so many times. Like, the same stories over and over. So I don't want to get myself in that situation. I don't want to, you know, I don't want that to happen to me. So I'm gonna prevent what happened to you. You know what I'm saying? I don't want that to happen to me. So I'm gonna just make sure I do. What they get like,
0: it. you know, it's like, you know, I think people say it's never gonna happen to me, and then they get taken out to dinner. They go to a meeting, and you kind of get overwhelmed. And they're like, hey, here, sign this. And they kind of lose their mind for a little bit. They're like, oh my God, look, look what's happening. And they don't think about it. So um, I think part of it is, you know, when you're coming up, part of everybody's a little bit desperate to kind of make it legit. So yeah. it, it is oh, challenging yeah. because they come from, you know, money offices. They've got, they make it sound really good. They go, don't worry, mm-hmm. we'll look after you. You're going to book out arenas. We're going to do this. Yeah. You're going to do that and it sounds really good until you read the contract.
1: Until you, exactly. Like that's how they get you. They they put all of this stuff in your face and just be like, "Yeah, boom, 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 boom. Let me show you this. Let me give you this." And then turn around and be like, well, "But in order to get all of that, you got to you got to give us this." Like, what? How that makes sense though, so, but if you're desperate enough, you'll take it.
0: The good thing is now that obviously with social media is that Independent artists like yourself have a platform to still be able to release music without relying on yeah. record labels and distribution.
1: Mm-hmm. You can do that all by ourselves. Like it ain't if you don't have a big budget, then you know what I'm saying it might not reach as many people as it could. But we still got you know we can do it ourselves now. Don't need a record label for that. Don't need no distribution deal for that. Just Google.
0: And if you have to, you record at home. Get a get a mic and you record at home. I was speaking to Rex, and he said he's recorded in bathtubs. He's recorded in showers. He's been in the game oh, for twenty wow. years. Yeah. He was like, "I've recorded anywhere. Like people have home home setup studios. So now that you know you've got you can distribute online. It makes life yep. a lot easier."
1: Mm-hmm. I have my own little studio session at home too. Uh, my studio setup, um, but I just got to get a better computer because my computer was it's small and it wasn't able to hold all of that but yeah I was recording myself at home I have a few songs um that aren't out yet but I recorded and they sound good
0: hey you got to do what you got to do and record Absolutely. like studio time is expensive and especially now with mm-hmm. with coronavirus as well like how have you found that impact your music
1: um well with when the corona thing first started I ain't gonna lie to you I kind of I kind of went downhill too you know what I'm saying like I I kind of took that as like a mental break and uh it it hurt me more than it it helps because I stopped just doing a lot of things like the world was closed when I could I know like looking back it should have been a time to just go harder I just slapped with it you know what I'm saying but um Forget that,
0: you know what I'm saying? We we bounced up now. We'll come, you back? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we back. We back in action,
1: baby. <laughs>
0: well, it's interesting times. Like it look, coming like in Australia, obviously looking from the outside in, looking at the U.S. in general, it is very interesting, and it's like crazy. I mean, look at us right now. We're literally talking at a time where no one knows who's going to be the president. I think increasingly, it's looking like Biden, and. I, I honestly, I look at Trump and I literally don't understand how he, even as a human, exists, let alone he exists. <laughs> uh, like, he just looks like a cartoon character. You know what oh, I mean? Like, he's orange and his hair and the way he speaks. <laughs> you he's like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> You're a fool. Oh my goodness.
0: But, you know, I hope that, you know, not only for in general, but I hope that, you know, after the election, there is some sort of stability with coronavirus. I know that there are cases going crazy, um, mm-hmm. so hopefully there's some stability, and hopefully for you there's some stability as well. And you're, you're back, you're you recording and and actually throwing stuff out. But look, I appreciate your time today because um, mm-hmm. as always, I never know what we're going to discuss, but you mm-hmm. touch on some some really interesting things, and you just your your first album. On my way, reloaded. That dropped, and mm-hmm. um, so mm-hmm. definitely check that out. It's it's nice and short, nine tracks, twenty one minutes. <laughs> so don't don't have excuses saying that you don't have time. At Trust all. me, you got time. So definitely check that out. Thief just dropped as well. That's mm-hmm. where she's laying down the law a little bit, and obviously you can follow Tracy on Instagram and YouTube. She's on every single platform. Um, so. Highly recommend check her out up and coming female artists. So Dracy, is there anything you want to plug as well?
1: Um you got you don't said it all, but you can follow me on my Twitter and my Instagram. That's really where I'm active at at underscore D R E C I and uh Snapchat, I blows Kush. Those three things. Don't judge it because I <laughs> I made that when I was young. But anyways, yeah.
0: So no judgment. here. Y'all.
1: Shout out to y'all supporters. I love y'all so much. And um Let's get this money, baby. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I do have one more question before we finish up. I always ask, okay. it's the same question I ask to every artist, and it is, Uh-oh. yeah, I know, it's the pressure's on now, right? Um, if you could recommend one hip-hop album other than your own for people to listen to, what would it be? Mm.
1: One hip-hop album, the first thing that comes to my mind, I don't know if it would be considered hip-hop, but it would be August Alsina Testimony.
0: Check it out. I'll I'll give you I'll give you whatever it is. If you haven't heard it, I know I haven't heard it, so I got to go check it out. Actually, now no. I I've got a lot of homework to do because different artists have said listen to these albums and I haven't heard them, so I got homework to do. So if you're in my boat and you you haven't heard that album, definitely definitely check that out. But Dreesey, I appreciate you. your time today. Um, <laughs> now I think you, you showed you showed us a lot of insight in terms of who you are as a person, who you are as an artist. I genuinely think that you've got the drive and the ability to really succeed. So if you ever feel any doubt, please don't. Keep hustling, keep doing it. And hopefully at some point you can come down to Australia um, and we can have a chat face-to-face. But, um, yeah, a tour down (laughs) here would be awesome. Hip-hop is growing in Australia. So um, I remember when I was a kid, I was the only kid at school that, that liked hip hop, and now I'm just seeing more and more and more hip hop is growing. So, um,
1: <laughs> it's always as I said,
0: it's, it's great to see young female artists, you know, taking the game and, and showing what they can do.
1: I appreciate you so much for having me. This was it, been a really amazing opportunity. You all the way in Australia, and I'm all the way here. It's beautiful, baby. I appreciate it.
0: Yeah, we get to both do it from home, so it makes life easy,
1: lit, right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Thanks for listening to the show. Please like, subscribe and follow us on Instagram at the underscore slim fitty biggie committee and stay tuned for our next podcast. Bye for now.